Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive Hi, a there? lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare Jennifer. providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, welcome everybody. I'm so glad that you could join our show today, which is April 7th, 2021. We're going to be talking with Dr. Jennifer Culp. How do you say your last name? Uh, Makarov. Makarov. Okay. She's a a fertility um, specialist. She's actually board certified in OBGYN. And... um, She's got. Uh, she, I don't know, she has a lot of years of experience treating women. Let's put it to you that way, um, and couples with infertility. Um, her special interest is in helping couples conceive uh, with some of the basic and most advanced reproductive technologies out there, and that's why we have her on today, so she can fill us in on what it is to to um, want to have. You know, children, and then to to use her expertise to accomplish that. Um, and of course, we're also going to discuss why it's a little more difficult because of the COVID situation that we're in today. So, welcome, Doctor. So glad that you Thank joined you. us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about your organization, what your, your your main goals are there with New Hope, and then how can you help patients with fertility issues? Yeah, so um, our organization, New Hope Fertility Center, we're located in um, Manhattan on Columbus Circle, um, and we specialize um, in all sorts of fertility treatments. And we have a special focus on um, minimally invasive care um, and low medication or gentle stimulation IVF, um, also um, known as mini-IVF. We also um, have a program um, for egg freezing or fertility preservation in addition um, to um, the options we offer for fertility treatment. What is the um, the bulk of your clientele? In other words, falling within all those specialties. Yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. So uh, most of our clientele are um, young women or couples, um, ranging in age from early twenties um, to. Um, you know, mid 40s is our most common age range of um, patients that we help um, here um, at New Hope Fertility, and 
Um, we treat um, couples who have been trying to get pregnant and haven't been able to, um, single women who um, would like to become parents um, through options like using a sperm donor. Um, we have a lot of um, same-sex lesbian couples who want to get um, pregnant also using a sperm donor. Um, and then we have young women who aren't quite ready to get pregnant um, but want to preserve their fertility for the future through egg freezing. Are, are you finding that the numbers are going up for, for, the, uh, for um, women uh, that are infertile? Yeah, I mean, um, we have seen, um, uh, you know, the numbers going up in, in women and couples um, seeking care. Um, so, um, you know, overall in the country, I'm not uh, sure the numbers are up, but the uh, of patients who suffer for infertility, for couples who suffer for infertility, but it's actually a pretty common problem. You know, one in ten couples can have trouble getting pregnant, so um, it's it's very common. Um, you know, there's some concern that um, all the environmental toxins that we encounter every day are having an impact on fertility, and we may see those numbers go up uh, more um, due to those environmental toxins that we're exposed to every day. Um, but right now, it's at about 10% of couples will have trouble getting pregnant. Okay, that's an interesting statistic. Yeah. My uh, my niece wasn't able to have kids for a long time. She's like 28. Okay. And she, so she she did the infertility as well. And yeah. They're gonna have a little baby boy in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's common, but it's. You know, something that's not, until recently, and it's great to have shows like this where we actually discuss these things, but uh, it was oftentimes um, the one of a medical condition that no one would uh, talk about or a lot of people were sort of ashamed of. And so, you know, there's growing awareness of how common it is, um, which is great. Uh-huh. It really yeah. is. What um, What's the process for women, you know? Um, in preparing for the entire process, you know, the whole, I mean, you you guys have a whole system in place, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of it is about being very precise about um, checking a woman's, like, natural menstrual cycle and timing and very close monitoring of hormones, um, which requires um, some blood draws. So um, there's some uh-huh. blood draws as you go through the process, and we can monitor the whole cycle of ovulation through ultrasound. So between ultrasound checks and blood tests, um, we can monitor and track a menstrual cycle, which helps because the timing of fertility is very, very precise. <laughs> um, so um, basically, it's a lot of checking. So I tell my patients, it's like, you know, we get to know each other pretty well, because especially around the time of ovulation, we may have, uh, you may have to come in a few times that week. So it's, um, we try to keep the visits short, so it's not too much of an imposition on people's schedule, but we have to do a lot of ultrasounds and a lot of hormone uh, checks on, on hormones. So um, that's uh, a lot of what the process is, is checking and watching um, hormones and eggs growing. <laughs> yeah. When you when you when you think about um your process you often think 
my gosh, how do people get get pregnant <laughs> because of the timing issues and everything on their own, yes. you know? Yes. Oh, so yes. that actually really happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, so typically how long do, do um, women wait to seek out your help? Um, you know, it varies a lot, I think, according to the person. I'll have a few patients come in pretty early on in the process um, who just want, they call, you know, they would say like a fertility check. But um, uh-huh. oftentimes I'll see, I would say, more common that um, I'll see couples who have been trying for, say, like a year and haven't gotten pregnant. Um, so, um, and I find maybe they're speaking to their primary care doctor or their OBGYN before they get to me sometimes. So, um about a year, which for um, for couples where the woman's under age 35 years, that's appropriate and that's good. But um, fertility is amazingly tied to age. It's just like it's really yeah. uh, quite crazy how it is. There's nothing else in our bodies like that. So I'm like, oh, luckily our heart or something is so tied to our age, but the ovaries just like they know your biologic age and they like uh, very, very tied to age. So once you're over age 35, your fertility really starts to decline. So once you're over age 35 years, say, you know, if you've been trying to get pregnant for six months and you haven't gotten pregnant, you should come in and see us. And then once you're at age 40, it's like right away, just come right away, because it's very dramatic, (laughs) the declines after age 40. Yeah. Boy, we were sure lucky because I was 34. Okay. we We decided, let's have a baby, and I was pregnant in three weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's sassy. It sounds like I talk about it. Wild? It seems like it's so impossible, and it's like, no, but, you know, actually, it can yeah. be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, whoa, this is yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So let's talk about um, some of the latest technologies. We're, we're all very interested in, in hearing about those. Yeah, so um so with the latest technology, so we're moving away from IVF cycles where you see and you may um some of your listeners may have seen on social media where there's babies surrounded by hundreds of needles and that's what IVF is. So we're trying uh. to move away from that a bit with IVF and um the hormones that injections that are used in IVF are actually hormones that your body produces naturally. So we're trying to harness a lot uh, more of those hormone, those natural hormones and just rub up your natural hormones so we can get away from so many injections and, and going through a fertility treatment cycle. Um, and some big strides that have been made in the past um, five years or so are what we do with the eggs once they're collected. So the eggs are um, co- collected through an egg retrieval and then oh. They're fertilized, and then they actually grow in these little incubators for about a week. Um, And why fertility goes down with age and time is that a lot of the eggs make mistakes when they go to divide and and grow into an embryo. Um, It's very, very common at all ages that there's mistakes made with the chromosome numbers, so the egg and sperm chromosomes have to combine and then divide equally and grow. And when they combine and divide, there's lots and lots of mistakes made. So um, as these um, fertilized eggs grow for the seven days in the incubator, 
traditionally we would uh, look at these growing fertilized eggs under the microscope and try and see which one looks normal. But it turns out it was really hard to tell just by looking at the growing fertilized eggs which one was normal. So um, what um, technology's um, been um, developed recently is to take a sample of the cells after the embryo has grown for five to seven days and look at the chromosome number in those cells and see, okay, did this egg uh, and sperm, did they combine properly and divide and grow properly or not? And we find that uh, a lot of times, and for most women, it's we get more abnormal eggs than normal eggs, but it's um, we can actually tell sort of which is the good egg after the egg is fertilized and grown or which is the viable egg, which has been um, very helpful to know, um, to have that information and know. Um, prior to that, it was really hard for us to know which of the eggs, once they fertilized and grew, were, were viable or good. But now with this new technology, um, and um, it's called prenatal or um, genetic testing or pre-implantation genetic testing, um, we can look and see which is, a, which is the good egg, basically, um, which has really um, changed our specialty in our field. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do you, do, you, do you have people on staff that do that all day long? Yes. We have people on staff that take care of the, the eggs and embryos all day long. Oh yes, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yes. And we have lots of little you know incubators be, in our office, yes. <laughs> you know what would be fascinating is to actually, I mean, they're, they're the first people to actually see this baby. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, a lot of we have the microscopes have little cameras on them, so um, you can actually take a picture of these uh, few days old fertilized eggs. So um, you know we do we are able to take pictures of them, which is really neat. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's really value. That's very valuable information, and it's just it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's great. It's really um, also helped decrease the number of treatments you have to do because we can tell or very early on which is which is the egg that's likely to implant and grow into a pregnancy. And that same oh um, technology has been used for diseases, which is great genetic diseases. So not all diseases are tied to a specific gene, but for those that are, we can actually um, screen an embryo for a disease um, like sickle cell disease, say, um, and find out which embryos would be affected by the disease um, and which would not be. Um, so that's, and is that, um, is that during the, the, the seven-day process Yeah, growing mm-hmm. in the incubator? So yeah, well, it's at, after, at the screen? end of the seven-day process, yep. Embryos yeah, are actually then frozen so that we can run these tests and see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you learn something new every day. Yeah. It's a fabulous thing to learn. Really, really amazing. Yeah. It really is. So what um what have been your um success rates? You know? Yeah, so um, you know, we're a very busy clinic, and we've seen over like 100,000 patients since we opened in 2004, and we've done over 50,000 IVF cycles. 
Um, so we have um, our embryos do really well in the incubators. Over 90% of the embryos survive. And we have had over 10,000 babies born since we opened. So. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, is, is this um, – how did you guys find out about the latest technology? Um, so our field is like a rapidly, like rapidly growing, developing, you know, field, and um, so we're. It's actually, you know, one of our what, what like, drives us every day, and what what are the goals of our our practices uh-huh. is to always be um, offering our patients the most cutting edge, and, and actually pushing the envelope ourselves to make sure we can okay. offer the best and most innovative uh, practices for our patients. So um, we're certainly um, always um, going to um, national meetings where this research is being presented and seeing how we can implement that for our patients. Um, or And, you know, we're also involved in uh, new studies ourselves to see if new treatments that are um, being used in other fields, say, can be applied to fertility and um, studying those and seeing if we can offer those to our patients as well. So it's really one of uh, our, our, yeah. Really, um, mm-hmm. So how has your practice changed because of COVID? Yeah, so COVID, um, you know, um, when COVID first came out, um, it um, it was it was tough for us and our patients because it's definitely a balancing act because that t- fertility treatment is so time sensitive that it's you know because it's so related to age, it's not something that's elective always that you can just put on hold and wait. Um, so um, it was definitely like challenging balancing that um, in the beginning um, of the pandemic. Um, we were slow, but it was very stressful for us and our patients, being like, "Okay, how long can we delay this? So when will this, uh, you know, when will this be okay?" Um, and pretty early on, the governor came out and said that fertility treatment is an essential um, service. It's not, it's which is true. It's not elective, um, and so um, that helped us in guiding our patients. Okay. And, and open through COVID, yeah, so we have stayed open the whole time, okay. and now, um, you know, have uh, all these safety protocols we do, and uh, universal masking, and keeping patients, uh, oh. you know, space apart, we're lucky to have a big uh, waiting area, but we um, we do offer, like, virtual initial consultations, but a lot of this checking with the ultrasounds and the blood work isn't something that can be done, you know, uh, remotely, so um, we've had to get all these safety protocols in place, so our patients are um, safe coming in and doing all this very precise checking that we do through um, the ovulation cycle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of complicated everything, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the good well, news is now more and more patients are, like, are in the patients that we treat and our age are now eligible for the vaccine and more and more um, of our patients are getting ah. the vaccine, um, you know, um, it has not been shown to hurt fertility, and if you get the vaccine before getting pregnant, it protects the pregnant the baby as well. So um, we're definitely turning a corner. We feel like. Okay, good. Yeah. Was there anything else you'd like to to add to our interview today? I know you're a very busy woman, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let you get get back to to your to your very important work. So in closing, um, what would you like to impart? 
Yes, I'd like to impart that um you know, don't be don't be afraid to come in and get your fertility checked. It is something that um um the sooner you come in, the the easier it is for us to help. Uh so, uh, if you're even thinking about it, just come in and and at least get it checked and um we have lots of different options and we definitely work with our patients to make um uh, make a treatment plan that they're comfortable with and it's personalized to them. But the most important thing is um just come in and get a check because <laughs> the earlier you come okay. in, the more successful the treatment is. Okay. And um do you have a website? Yes, newhopefertility.com. Okay, good. And then your phone number there? Found that for you? Sure. I know. I'm sure you're used to using your cell phone, not the yeah, main line. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we all do. I'll look at that for you. Um, 866-942-4817. All right. Well, thank you so much for for coming on and educating us. And continue the fabulous work you're doing. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. That wraps up our show for today. We'll have another great guest for you next Wednesday. So tune in. Till then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit What. for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?